The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. everybody welcome back to another on the rag sorry we're late again we've got a good habit of being late but you know we always we always turn up um my name is alex casey i'm joined as always by michelle court fresh from the italian seas buongiorno <laughs> buona sera no bicchiere di prosecco per favore there you go it's the whole podcast will be in italian from and leonie hayden of money magazine kia ora and it's also Māori Language Week, so Aye. it's going to be... No maiki te, wiki o te reo Māori. And I'm just going to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, but it is a bilingual podcast. Um, what should we start with? It's been, I feel like you've been away, Michelle. You've been kind of out of the, you've been out of the loop. Yeah, I have. I've been, uh, okay, okay, can I talk about a thing that I've been thinking about while I was in Italy, about uh, gender politics? Because... Everybody said before I left that you've got to watch out for Italian men. They're sleazy and they stare at you and they'll pinch your bum and all of those things, which didn't happen. Oh, just so disappointed. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it, they do stare. But they're – okay, so and there's this beautiful red leather jacket that will look fantastic on the podcast. And I'm pretty sure that the guy who sold it to me sexually assaulted me as he was zipping it up. And uh, – but in a really nice way. <laughs> Why? <laughs> when he zipped it up and he was fitting it to my body, it was all kind of it was tremendously handsy. But for some reason, it didn't bother me in the slightest. And so I thought about it a lot while I watched men staring at women. And it's not based on hate. You know how when a guy shouts at you from a building site or from a passing car it always seems to be quite hateful and angry yeah, and it's, quite mm. aggressive. it's about um i don't know who you think you are but this is who i think you are sure mm-hmm. but somehow discuss this in italy <laughs> it feels like they're just making an aesthetic not even judgment they're just looking at things because they might be attractive to look at. And then the, it's really hard to get angry with Italian men because they're, the next minute they're wearing white Speedos and they look ridiculous. <laughs> right. And they've got their hair in a top knot with a really serious undercut. So they put themselves out there looking really ridiculous. They invite gays mm. and they give gays, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to be about woman hating. Interesting. Is that to do with the art? <laughs> Maybe. The, the they love statues, the, nudes. The, the Davids and the... Have and a the look at a pain, have a look at a boob. Yeah. Italy. Yeah, that's But it. it is interesting that you say that there's a difference if they're inviting gays, then I guess it feels like less uh, intrusive. Yeah. That they, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the culture well enough to comment, but I feel like that's that sounds like a quite a crucial difference. Yeah, I think mm. that is a really... And, you know, I don't know the culture either. And I was drinking a lot, so I don't <laughs> know if any of this means anything. But it just every time any of those long, lustful looks happened, I'd watch a man, watch a woman walk into a bar, and they, you know, they really do look them up and down mm. and imagine 
stuff, obviously. Do they say mm. things as well? No. Or is it just looks? No, it's just looking. Right, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. The guy who sold me my jacket told me that uh, I had an amazing figure for a mature I don't think he said mature, <laughs> mature. woman. But, you know, a woman Maturity. of your, I don't know. And it was, if, if he'd been a dude in a leather shop in Cuba Street, I would have been really offended. Yeah. But because he was... He, this was just how he worked. That's just, and it didn't feel threatening, and it wasn't based on hate because I, I, I so often think that the, the stuff that men do, here is based on I'm going to tell you who you are. Mm. Mm. That's really interesting. Yeah. When I was in Rome with my mum, I felt like I definitely noticed that a lot more. But I noticed that. Uh, you know, I'm not offended or anything, but they were going up to my mum like a lot more than me, like a lot. And it was all like, oh, is this your sister? And I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> so she came out of it feeling amazing. Yeah. And I was is like, it because they're all mum pleasers because they, they live at home longer? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe I look the same age as my mum. My mum <laughs> does look young. My mum does look young. But, um, yeah, I never felt that... It's like scared. I don't feel no. as scared as I do walking up Queen Street, you know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. At night. Mm. I mean, I did nearly get pickpocketed, but that's fine. I'd seen, I'd seen all the specials on the television. I knew what you had to do. You see a man creeping his hands towards you. You've got, got to fold your arms and crumple your body and just stand on the tube. You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm crumpled like a bat. She's asleep. really crumpled. Like everybody. a bat who's she's, asleep. Crumpled like a bat who's it's asleep. It's amazing. It's like she's a, a, a screwed up ball of paper right now. And they now. can't get to you unless they weasel their hands oh, Are you talking about being pickpocketed in Europe? Yeah, no, For some reason, I imagine you have been pickpocketed on Queen Street. <laughs> You're still on Queen Street. That's never happened to me yeah. yet. You're more likely to have just someone drunk yell at you than be... <laughs> With hate and to... anger, rather than yeah, yeah. gosh, you've got your yeah. your hair looks fantastic against red leather. <laughs> Did you learn anything else in Italy? No, no. What other tales? No, the... nothing. Oh God, it was just I really like places that have got all that old shit lying about. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing. Okay, my hot tip for for this month Ooh. is when travelling, uh, carry a, a scarf, a cotton scarf that you can use either as a sunshade or when it's really really hot, like over thirty five degrees, wet it and put it around your neck. Or um, carry it into the Sistine Chapel where one of the uh, guards will shout at you, Signora, in a really aggressive tone because you've got bare arms, which is not allowed. Because apparently that's offensive to the Catholic Church. And I honestly, when he screamed at me in the Sistine Chapel to cover myself up, I really wanted to say, really, this is what bothers the Catholic Church? (laughs) Yeah. My arms. You guys have got way bigger fish to fry. This is what you find these pieces. babies. Yeah, yeah. Did you take a sneaky photo in the Sistine Chapel? No, I didn't. No. Yeah, me neither. No, I, by the time I'd been told off in front of five hundred people, I decided I might just play yeah. it really small. Just be cool. Yeah. Crumpled like a bat. Crumpled like a bat. <laughs> I like that. Tip. It's a good tip. It's a great. It's, it's very helpful. The same philosophy behind um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy: always carry a towel. Yeah. Yes. Why is that? Same reason. Very, you can do a lot of stuff. They're very (laughs) useful. Yeah. Warmth, drying, sunshade. Pop it over your shoulders in the Sistine Chapel. That's what I'm going to do next time is wear a beach towel into the chapel. Yeah. Can't get you there. Should we have some more cool tips? People said they like the segments. Oh, I've done this all backwards. I had to do the admin. I had to do the admin first. The admin of this podcast is if you're listening and you enjoy it, thank you very much, first of all. Um, we don't know what we're doing. We just sit down and have a glass of Prosecco and yeah. stuff comes out of our mouths. Um, and if you do like it, please um, rate and review us on iTunes. I've been told that that's an okay thing to ask people to do. Podcast yeah. listeners don't mind. But like, I only do it if you're going to say something nice. You can say whatever you want, I reckon. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm with you. Don't, just, if you're going to put <laughs> shit stuff on there, don't, just don't. <laughs> I, pre- I prefer uh, emojis. Is it called mm. emojis when you do like the shruggy man made out of um, He's my favourite. Brackets. Yeah. yeah. Emoticon? Is emoticon. there a difference between an emoticon and an emoji maybe? Yeah. I think you're right. So don't don't critique us for this kind of nonsense. <laughs> Just talk about talk about the good stuff. We've done some good stuff. Um, but yeah, I'd be really keen to kind of, I, w- I would really like to make more of these podcasts and go out to more people and it really helps if you can if you can give us a little thumbs up or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know what it even is on iTunes. A star or yeah. two. Yeah. Um yeah. A tick. Moving along, that was admin. And we have a Facebook page now, if you don't already know. It is called um, On The Rag. It's facebook.com slash on the rag pod. Pop yes. that into your little 
URL And give us feedback there if there's anything that we've talked about that you have an opinion on, if you'd like to tell us your experience of the Italian male gaze yeah. or yeah. Yeah. any of the other that's a work in subjects we'll wander head. through. Yeah, and we also have a hashtag, hashtag OTRpod, and people have got in touch, which has been great. There have been some people who don't really like um, when we kind of talk about celebrities and stuff, but I just wanted to make it clear that we only talk about celebrity issues if they're in the context of what they're saying about a particular issue about women. We're not here to gossip about whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the blooming Gigi Hadid is doing. <laughs> that's a person, right? But, yeah, that's sure. definitely a female person that exists. <laughs> But yeah, so we're not here to do celebrity gossip. We're here to talk about the issues. Yes. And sometimes those issues involve Johnny Depp. That's right. Um, and I'm not apologising for Those people influence that. many other people. Exactly, exactly. Um, Edmund Dunn. Beautifully done. More cool tips. <laughs> Seamless. Leone, do you have a cool tip oh, from the past month? I don't have a cool month? tip. You don't have any? I don't have a cool tip except for um, replace all liquids <laughs> in baking with Bailey's. That's superb. That's my That's tip. That's amazing. So like uh, Cookies, steamed cakes. broccoli. You could steam uh, it. Over. I want to know what that's like. Steaming broccoli over Bailey's. I reckon it'd be good. If I you added some really sesame oil into that, mm. then you'd end up with something vaguely Asian-y. Yeah. That gets you that's a creamy. Cake. That's basically a curry. That's it. Oh, that okay. is. That's yeah. right. right. That's a Bailey's Glass curry. I'm okay with that. No, I was meaning sweet treats, but that's my <laughs> that's my... My tip, I tried that with brownies and a cake. Mm-hmm. All liquids got changed to Baileys, and wow. that was a really good time. Now, liquid, a, a.k.a. a milk, mm-hmm. not an egg. Not an egg. An egg is something else. But water. Anything with milk or water. Yeah. Wow. It's just a good tip across all So do you things. still get a bit squiffy? Cause, or does the alcohol kind of um, evaporate off? It evaporates off. So you just get the flavour. Oh, it wouldn't all of that no, it wouldn't, off. would it? No. I'd be praying You'd that it wouldn't. Not. My auntie made a trifle once when I was a kid that got half the kids at my birthday party drunk. Of course. <laughs> That's exactly what trifle's for. Mm. That's a great tip. Yeah, that was off topic. Um, yeah, that's my tip. I don't, I don't really have... I don't have a tip as so much as something I've... Well, it kind of is. It's something I've started doing um, when I'm watching television instead of sitting on my phone. Because I, I always get in trouble at home... For sitting, like, I'm like, okay, okay, let's watch this together. Like, build it up, talk about it all day. Can't wait to get home and watch The Bachelorette. And then I'll sit there and flick through any social media, and I don't know what's going on, and I miss the whole show, and it's a real problem of mine, and I do feel like I have a phone addiction. Anyway, that's fine. I'm working on it. <laughs> what I've decided to do now, put my phone in the bedroom, and I've started knitting. So now Whoa. I have something to do with my hands that's not be on my phone, and I can actually focus on what I'm watching, as well as create. I've just been making squares. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Eventually, I think I'm going to sew them into a Technicolor blanket and be like, don't give Quint. up on your dreams or something. Yeah. And give it to somebody. Um, Nothing's great. It's amazing. I thought I was going to go crazy for the first couple of days because I don't really like if I can't learn, like can't be perfect at something straight away. Yeah. So there are a couple of times I would, I would just freak out and just rip the whole thing off the needle and throw it across the like, room. Like, but that's okay because that you level. just unravel it, make it into another ball, start again. And do it again. Yeah. Um, and you realise you quickly get better and all about tension and stuff now. And Yeah, I just highly recommend knitting as something Rhythmic and soothing. And in my old flat when I was a student back, uh, uh, when I was a student at university, um, my flatmate Fee and I taught our three male flatmates to knit. So we had a knitting circle in the flat of five oh, of us. That is amazing. It was really, really cool. And they just made, we all kind of, I think I made a scarf. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of cute to watch a whole room full of people knitting together. Yeah. I bet. Well, there's amazing um, crafts that once upon a time we would have just had to have been the masters of from, you know, mm. when we were young. It's not... I definitely don't think we should go back to those good old days, but I do rue a little bit that um, I don't I don't have any of those skills. Mm. Mm. I even have a actually that same auntie that tried to get everyone drunk at my birthday party, <laughs> incredible seamstress who spent a large chunk of my childhood trying to teach me things like knitting and sewing, and I just disappointed her bitterly. Yeah, no aptitude for it whatsoever. It's not too late to learn, honestly. I know a great tutorial. <laughs> really? Is, is that what you're it, learning? Like, YouTube I was watching videos? it through, through tears, being like. This doesn't make sense. What you're telling me doesn't make sense. And the thing I like about knitting, not that I can do it, is that it's incredibly like mathematical. Like the really advanced mm-hmm. knitting patterns, and you sort of have these women that have been doing incredible stuff for decades. 
you actually have to have an incredibly mathematical and methodical mind to actually figure out mm-hmm. how all of those patterns fit together. It's really buzzy. Yeah, it's very yeah. impressive. And now I've been noticing, like, there's a lot of yarn bombing around the city at the moment. Yeah. Oh, especially on benches and stuff. In like, Auckland? It's fucking, it's so cool. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. No I've one really wants my Wellington. yarn bomb. It's just like a bad square I, on the street. I only just noticed the other day that the wool shop on Queen Street is called Great New Zealand Yarns. Have you ever seen that before? No. That is a good Is that the yarn one that has pun. a possum stuck on the window? Mm, potentially, yeah. Mm, you can touch it when you walk past. Kind of gross. Um, yeah, knitting. Anyway, that was just that was my thing. That's good. <laughs> or you could take up smoking. That's the other thing that can keep your yeah, hands busy. That's, yeah, there's, there's two options. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever one works best. Um, there's some great news from New York City this month. Free tampons and sanitary products in schools, <laughs> shelters, so jails. And something else. Um, it's amazing. It's historic. Yeah. Um, and why don't we have it here? Yeah, it's got to catch on <laughs> around the world. It's always the follow-up yeah. question. Yeah. Is. Some friends of mine used to have a bar and they put free tampons in the bathrooms, um, which kind of worked. They were, it was a good social experiment about whether women would just walk in and regardless of whether they needed them, take them. Yeah. Um, but people were courteous and left them. So, I mean, you know, That's what great. do you do with tampons you don't need? That's... Nobody takes more than they need, surely. Mm. Anywho, no, it's got to be. It's it is the one of those products that only women spend money on, and they're ridiculously expensive, yeah. and they're it's like so expensive. way more expensive than they cost to produce. Yeah, mm. and then if you have to, if you at a pinch and buy from a dairy rather than your local supermarket. Dairy prices. Goodbye. Exactly. Nothing makes me madder than tampons at dairy prices. It's exploitative, and there's nothing tenser. And walking into your everyday dairy yeah. and being like, guess who's bleeding? Yeah. <laughs> and just buying and tampons. And has $10 on six <laughs> of those little fuckers. Oh, and they're always like dusty. I don't yeah. know. The ones I always used to get. Or some like, brand that's like not even in production <laughs> anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's a really, it's an amazing idea. Yeah. Go in and see. It's a, do you, what was going on in the UK with the tampon tax? I think it was only March this year that they actually finally got rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. And w- one of the MPs stood up and said it was a luxury item, which is what, that's what they were taxing it as. Yeah. yeah. So you had an added 5% VAT for luxury items. That's right. Um, yep. it, which, yeah, included tampons, but not duck and duck. other such interesting things that you would buy in a supermarket. So. Yeah. The, <laughs> A duck is an essential. A tampon was a luxury item. Therefore, we'll charge you 5% extra. Ducks are less absorbent than tampons. <laughs> That's not, true. Not it as easy to carry around in your handbag for when you need them. Yeah. No, I think it's an amazing idea. I think about how different... I mean, I think we talked about this last time. I went to a single-sex school. So did you. I did uh, too. No, did school. But I, I just imagine how different my schooling experience would be if there were just free tampons, like, literally, like raining down across, you know, <laughs> just the anxiety, the, the, you know, being like, yeah. oh, my God. That's true. I, yeah. It would be so normal. Schools should definitely do that. I think at my school they used to have, um, like, dispensers yeah. that you could pay for. I'm not even sure if they had that. Yeah, we didn't have those, but, the, yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, okay, but what about the camaraderie, the, the little communal joyful moments of saying to somebody you don't really know in a dire situation mm. have you got a tap on and making friends with them over yeah, it the sisterhood mm, see that never happened to me oh. I was just like I would rather bleed on the cross <laughs> than ask <laughs> than ask no, you go to the school nurse we would go to the school nurse no I was too and she would have just this drawer full mortified okay, I was okay. really not okay with it for a long time wow. I'm fine about it now obviously we've got do you <laughs> think that was but because I, uh, we started talking about tampons publicly um, when I got into my late teens, and so and so we actually, I mean, you know, all female comedians are known for their tampon jokes, period jokes, which is completely <laughs> untrue. But you know, you tell one, and yep. that's you know, you fuck <clears throat> one donkey, and that's what you're known for. Um, <laughs> and so we talked about it really openly and lost the. The, the taboo, I think, inside mm. our own heads. So it's interesting to hear that, that you would have felt like that. Yeah, mine came probably a bit, like even after high school, I think I became fine with it. It's really, it's really weird that it took me that long, especially because I went to an all-girls school. Yeah. But I think that's kind of not entirely my fault. Like It should have been made something completely fine by the school around totally. me. Totally, yeah, yeah. But now we're just like, you know, talk about whatever. Mm. Talk about very 
terrible thing. I just always <laughs> think about the Margaret Cho gag that if, who did she say? Richard Pryor bled out of his penis for five days out of every 28. He probably mentioned it on stage. And, you know, just imagine <laughs> yeah. that if men were bleeding out of their penises on a regular basis, it would, I don't think it, it would, would be a problem. It would Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it would come up. And probably not get as many sighs of, oh, that's all you male comedians talk about. Yeah. yeah. Get over it. You're bleeding out of your penis. Big deal. I saw this amazing thing. I don't know if it was on Facebook or something of just this little kid who I think went up to his mum or something or his sister and just I was asking curious about Peter and he was like, Do girls even get them on the weekends as well? <laughs> and she was like, Yes, and he's like, That sucks oh, or something. It was just please. like it was just feeling Stop. all the things. True, it does suck. <laughs> it does suck. It does suck. Um but that's great. I feel like, you know, hopefully that means there will be the beginning Changes of a worldwide thing. Somewhere. Yeah. I'm sick of paying for them, Talk honestly. Talk periods. <laughs> give us free tampons. Yeah, they should thing. actually make... There should be like... It should be a school song. There should be like... Yes. Like the fish and chip song. It yeah. should be as normal as that, I reckon. Especially if you're at a girls' school. I've got some baggage, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> we're working um, through it. We're unpacking We're that. working through it. What else should we talk about this month? There's... um. The, the thing that started was very, very early in the start of June was the uh, Stanford victim's letter to Brock Turner that was published in full on BuzzFeed. Um, how did you guys feel when you saw that incredible, um, incredible piece? It's really powerful. I, yeah, it's quite a hard read, mm. but mm. worth it if you can find the spoons to get right through to the end. Yeah, she is the woman whose name we don't know um, and shouldn't, is uh, amazing. And considering that she's gone from, because it took a year for the case to go to trial, and she's gone from not being able to speak about it at all for eight months to being really articulate about it at mm. this point and what it, what the whole process had felt like mm. and where she was supported and where she wasn't supported. So, yeah. Nasty little fuck. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, she just Mm -hmm. comes at it with um, such a good head on her shoulders considering the year that she would have had. I mean, I think very few people would have had the um, emotional fortitude. Not only to write it, because it's incredibly well written and Mm. powerful, but then actually have to put it out into the world and into the public realm. And I believe she read it and caught it as sentencing. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Hell of a victim impact statement. It's just unbelievable. And he got six months. Yeah. Only. And there was a whole, there was so much interesting stuff that happened around it as well. There was, obviously it struck a nerve and everyone started talking about it and then they called all these other things into question, like why had we only seen the photo of him smiling in his whatever college yearbook and his blazer and not his mugshot and all this other stuff. Mm. And I feel like, you know, there's just these moments and I feel like this might have been one of those moments of just like, wow, this is changing something, Yeah, you know. Even if, sadly, it didn't really do anything to his sentence, but it was... Well, he's just a good swimmer, guys. He's got to swim. And he's it, got to swim. It encouraged a whole lot of really useful conversations too about where that attitude of his came from, that it was okay to do what he did. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, on Facebook, lots of fathers of sons and mothers of sons, parents of sons, talking about how important it is to mention to your son that it's not okay to rape yeah. someone. Don't mm. put your penis where it's not wanted. And also, I read some really great um, conversations around it, just sort of looking at the difference when people discuss these sorts of things in that um, it's always the women's past that's looked at and mm-hmm. um, the perpetrator's future. Yeah. So you compare the, the potential of this young man as an athlete to this young woman's past as a person or as a woman that wears short skirts or goes out partying or drinks too much. Um, but the roles are never... Those no. two views, perspectives are never yeah. reverse. You don't look at his past and, and her potential. Yeah. And um, I mean, once I sort of saw that vocalised by someone, I think it was, I first saw it actually as a, a Facebook comment that a, like literally tens of thousands of people liked um, on a post of, of the speech, that um, the letter that she'd written. Um, and then someone turned it into another think piece. And it was like, once I saw that and thought about the difference between those things, women's pasts and men's potential and why we only look at them in that order. Changed a lot of how mm. I look at, um, mm. at at these sorts of things. And by all accounts, a lot of, it changed a lot of minds of other people who were reading it as well. 
Yeah, that was an amazing comment. I also saw, um, it was, I think it was in Madeline Holden wrote about Brock Turner and kind of the culture that raises rapists and was talking about his family and the testimonies from his friends and how his father characterised it as 20 minutes of action. Yeah. He was like, yeah. all this for 20 minutes of action. His, his career is gone. His life has ruined everything, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, yeah. 20 minutes of action. That kind of stuff Just, makes me so angry I can't be articulate yeah. about how I feel. Yeah. So thank goodness other people can be, but that's fucked. It, it's a complete break, breakdown of logic. Like yeah. by, that, by that logic, you just get rid of the criminal justice system. Yeah. yeah. Because it takes less than that to murder someone. Sure. Yeah. You know, that could potentially only be five minutes of activity. Yeah, or like, the guy who killed... Don't ruin your life just because it took you five minutes to murder a family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, judging it by the length and calling it action as well. Yeah. Action. He raped her. Mm. Mm. Uh, there's just, there's almost no words, but like you say, it's amazing that lots of other people can, yeah. <laughs> can find the words. Thank God. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, so that was at the very start of the month. Where else do we want to go? We should go light and fluffy for a minute. We should go light and fluffy because that's always a bit, uh, always a bit can heavy. Can we talk about tennis dresses then? Yes. Yeah. Tennis dresses that make women almost completely unable to play tennis. <laughs> Thank you, Wimbledon and Nike. Yay. Because <laughs> that's what you're looking for. And a frock is... No, it's not. So apparently these Nike dresses that I don't, didn't really understand. So they, they supply fancy Wimbledon dresses to women who and and, and boys stuff as well. Yeah. And they will <clears throat> customise it. Um, but fundamentally it looks like a negligee and there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem with a little baby doll negligee is that when you move, it flies up in the air and gets in the way of your racket. And that's not <laughs> ideal, uh, is it? I mean, why do they have to wear dresses at all? Yeah. It's so you can see a little bit of bum. Is that why? I think so. Because it seems like the point. Like, why can't they just wear shorts and t-shirts? Well, why can Mikey Nike Women's make that? sport is really boring, and so just per se, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's, it's the only way to make it interesting yeah. to men. Netball, volleyball, all those things, you just need to put them in as little clothing as possible. Yeah, it's really grim. They did recall them, though, which is good. Yes. But I'm like, surely you should have gone through some kind of product testing, got women to play tennis, and realised they were yeah. all going to be Marilyn Monroe on, on top of the drain. I, I like that. I don't remember who it was, but one of the players um, used a sweatband, a headband, to put around her <laughs> waist so that it would stop flying out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing. It's so awesome. budget, though, you know? Like, why should women have to do that yeah. kind of stuff? It's crazy. Just give them a pair of shorts. Yeah, Come there on. was an amazing um, kind of gallery, I think, that I saw on the Herald or something of just, you know, other tennis looks they've had throughout the, the years. And there was one woman who just wore a, a unitard, basically, just a long, white, lycra unitard. And I was like, that is actually Rest cool. angle. Yeah. Nice. It's like, it's just, it was way too much. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, if that's what you want to wear, it's much better than having a big, yeah. floofy cloud. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with sport, with sport on the brain, mm. can we talk about radio sport, the worst place in the world uh, for anybody boom, boom, to boom. be? Uh, <laughs> now, this is when alerted, this was actually alerted to us by Toby Manhire, who was listening to radio sport for just a 10 minute window on a drive from kind of the was city this to a random by chance? Any, apparently, oh anytime God. you tune in, you can hear this kind of stuff. And he alerted us to this particular. Um, particularly bad piece of broadcasting, which was basically in a segment called Controversy Corner, which, you know, we might have expected that there might be some bad stuff in it. But I don't think Controversy Corner should mean that you should be allowed to just be as racist, homophobic, no. and sexist as you like yeah. because you've said... It's like, it is yeah. literally, I'm not it's racist. Like, but just the purge. It. Like, there's no yeah. rules yeah. for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Just act like society exist. doesn't exist. <laughs> it's not an excuse for pretending it's 1952. Mm -mm. No. Um, so there was some, there was there was a few good parts. So this was on Radio Sport, um, home of Veach, home of Good Times, um, and it was Mark. I don't even know who it was. Mark Watson yeah. and Karen Smythe, who were on. I'll play this now. I'll play them on Fijian rugby players first, shall we? 
So yeah. you just Pekka Tower doesn't no, do it for Fiki you anymore. Tower to me just doesn't have rugby now. He doesn't have the brains. He doesn't have rugby mm. brains. Mm. And then it's scary if he gets injured. Suddenly you bring Seta Tamani Valu on, and you've got two Fijians. And as God as the, as what um, Steve said, it's great. Yeah, they've got that Fijian flair, but they've also got a lot of so-called Fijian mm. deficiencies. And well, they I, go AWOL. They go walk about well, it. Oh my God! Fiji right, so deficiencies. Playing um, sports radio bingo. You can tick off racism. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, guys. Um, when I hear stuff like that, I don't feel bad about just rambling on no. and just saying whatever on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because that is shite, right? That is yeah. a <laughs> broadcasting turd in my ears. Racial profiling. Oh God! And it's just, you, I just so desperately want to write a satirical sketch that talks about. Oh, and then you, you kind of end up with two white guys who are just going to go on about how they're uncomfortable with people who aren't like them and it all just turned to shit and they go walkabout. <laughs> it does sound like a parody. It sounds like a parody of bad radio, but unfortunately it's real. Um, here they are on netball and please, for the love of God, brace yourselves. Hey Mark, when you're in Fiji, can you ask me this? Could you find netball? I mean, I know you would have been really looking for it. Could you find it on any channels over there? Did, did you... You couldn't, because you, you, you missed the Vixens playing the seashells or the Tooth Fairies playing the, the magic or whatever it was. Did no, you miss that? No. What is netball? Uh, that's a good point. Uh, there's no net involved. There is a ball. No. And there's a lot of, a, a, the short answer, a lot of funny little men in white pants is, blowing the whistle every point not one of a second is, is no under one, the goal. No <laughs> and, and then the giggling at the finish. Oh, you know, I thought the girls played really well tonight. Uh, even though we got lost by 20 points. Uh, we should be really proud of ourselves. Uh, we trained really hard this week. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man, I was going to say, I was going to say they're all homos, but that's not fair on homos. No. I love homos. Right, I'm just going to stop it there. Wow. I need to say something so that they don't explode. <laughs> Go. What a big fucking bag of dicks. <laughs> yep. The biggest bag. Like. <laughs> when you have two people on radio sport saying, what is netball? <laughs> The Someone world tells me that they're underqualified for the job, and actually, I think that's quite good grounds for dismissal, not knowing what netball is when you're a radio sport host. Exactly. So, management, if you're listening, you know, example <laughs> A through D, that your DJs don't actually know anything about sport. They think that being Fijian has something to do with, like, not knowing how to play rugby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you can reach peak Fijian on a rugby field because yeah. people play according to their culture. And that netball is just running around the court giggling. Yeah. I don't know ones. if you've ever played Auckland Girls Grammar and netball. Mm. But oh, my God. no freaking giggling involved, my friends. We should send the Ags team, like the, <laughs> the first grade Ags netball team, right up to Radio Sport. <laughs> yeah. Just see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, it just like, it really bums me out. Yeah. Right? If you're a netballer listening to that, if you're an aspiring s- female sports fan right, who, who wants to be in the Silver Ferns. Who trains their butter day in, day out. And also bearing in mind that netball is the most popular sport in New Zealand. Yeah. More people play and watch netball than any other sport in this country. That's, that's Is that true? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but it, what is netball? Yeah, and that's <laughs> from a station dedicated to sport. It's really genre. cool. Controversial Corner is really cool. Uh, but we're not done yet, guys. Controversial Ooh, doesn't there's mean more. the same oh. as so there's, yeah, Bingo there's... players tick off sexism. So what have we got? Sexism, we've had race. Hmm. What about homophobia? Yes! That'd be great! My little Sydney three. Do you, no, 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 just let me just finish those photos. And we're watching, we're watching the All Blacks on Saturday night, and he says to me, uh, who does who does uh, Granddad? And I say, it's the All Blacks. He goes, Collingwood. And I'm like, do you, how do you think I felt? My my my, my only grandson Mate, says to me, "Did you disown him? Is that Collingwood? Did you disown him?" Well, I turned to my daughter and said, "Darling, are you telling me that you really are going to have him play for that tight pants, weird singlet, bloody gay homo sport?" Kieran, yeah, let's not be derogatory. Okay, but I'm saying it in a kind of a controversy corner, a sort of a way. You know how we, you know how us boring heterosexuals sometimes. I know, but we've got to appease the one percent of people. I've who told you how much society. I love gays.
Right. So okay. there's a few things happening in that clip. There's quite a lot. <laughs> First okay. of all, we got exceptionally angry about the AFL and the weird tops and that somehow that means gay and that gay is bad. Gay homo. Gay homo. Sorry, yeah. No, that's, that's, gotta a, sci- dub- that's gotta a scientific term, the yeah. gay homo. Yeah, that's the technical, um, <laughs> yeah, anthropological term. And then Mark Watson steps in. And says, don't be derogatory in a kind of, uh, please keep talking, this is controversy, corner, mate, kind of way. And then he says something about the 1%. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, the 1% of people in power. (laughs) Oh, is that what he was... One of those weird conspiracy theorists (laughs) about how, like, gay Jews are running Hollywood kind of thing, like... (laughs) We're not actually, they're not actually an oppressed minority, they're actually secretly in charge. In charge of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? They're great. Uh, it's amazing. So that's just something, and that's, you know, many people have told me that you listen to Radio Sport all the time because that stuff is just spewing nonstop. Oh, really? That's so, yeah. Unfortunately. Okay, that's um, just a sample as opposed to a peak highlight. Yeah, it was just, just so happened to just tick all the boxes and that, and that only few minutes of radio. Well done. Um, yeah, and obviously Radio Sports is still... Vici, Vici's there on Saturdays, um, and I had an idea, and I want to pitch it to you guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is this probably isn't even a new idea. I probably already told you about this, Leone, but it's targeting Vici by writing to the advertisers of Radio Sport. That's a classic, do you think, a classic technique. Do you think that's been a good idea? Very effectively in the past, to, has um, it? Yeah, it does. It does to tell hit people where it hurts. Right, because I, I I told this to people, and they said. Yeah, but you know the only people that advertise on Radio Sport are like farmers, like the farming associations and stuff, and tractor sellers. So, I don't know. Do I mean, I don't shot? think you can assume that anyone in the farming community are necessarily by default down with Vici. Yeah. I no, think they're yeah, trying to reach a commune, trying to reach a, an audience yeah. that they've probably been sold on based on. Yeah. You know, whatever parameters you use to sell advertising to people. Um, but I think if you could appeal to people on a very, like, human level about the reasons why you think that advertising uh, on a certain radio station is bad for their brand. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it needs volume. They need – all it needs, really, is for somebody who thinks that they're reaching their target audience through radio sport – to find out that actually they're turning off their target audience and they'll go, oh, well, we will go somewhere else with mm. our dollar. Yeah. I suppose, I, and I'm probably being uh, prejudiced towards the kind of, I'm assuming men who would respond to farmers' ads, but I would be really interested to see how they would react. I kind of thought for some reason they might have kind of massive heavyweight sponsors, but apparently yeah. that's, that's where the money is. I guess the TAB would be another one, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. good foley of the... Yes, that was go. just a sound effect. It wasn't a real. Any of those corporates will have a, a, well, most of them will have a proper corporate culture mm. within, you know, a co-papa that they want to stick to. And yeah, I think it's a conversation worth having with. Yeah, saying that, Vici and his ilk have a lot of supporters and defenders. Yeah. So there is every chance that um, you could sort of make such an appeal and just be told to go and stick it because we love Beachy, he's amazing, and he shouldn't be judged for 20 minutes of action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beachy on Sport has uh, nearly 200,000 likes mm. on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I've been thinking of ways to just try and do something. I thought that might be a way. I don't know. Do you have any other ideas? It's just annoying. It just annoys me that I see him around. Yeah. On the internet. Yeah. yeah. I saw him in Ponce Central. The ads on the Herald that autoplay, they do those daily news updates, and just see his face sort of silently mugging at you from this ad, and it just makes me close the browser page immediately, I'll be honest. Yeah, I do a not very helpful thing for the rest of society, but what's good for me, which is I just don't listen to him and ignore him as much as possible. And I'm the same with Mike Hosking. People, like, you know, I keep coming across stuff about Mike Hosking on Facebook or Twitter, and, and I'm kind of intrigued, and I'll go and have a look at what horrific thing, what piece of punching down he's done this mm. week. And, but I won't let him into my house. mm but that doesn't Same. help change anything, It doesn't, but also it seems naive to be starting petitions to have someone, like, 
fired from a privately owned media enterprise because it's not really how employment law works and you could have all four million odd members of New Zealand society signing that petition and they still wouldn't be legally able to You're not really fire asking him them to the fire bat. him. You're just asking them, they can keep paying him. They, they can, he, he can keep ha- having his salary paid according to his contract. But if people didn't want to hear him, yeah, that's he true. would just have to stay off air, which I believe is what happened for a period of time during oh, the Such a sweet, sweet period of time. Is this Hosco or Beach? Beach, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. And they brought him back. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of staff, I understand, were other, you know, his peers were really pissed off mm. that he was brought back. And as you would be if you understood what was going on in the mm. world. Mm. Yeah. No, I still think it's worth a go. They can keep paying him. That's, you're not asking them to fire him. They're just, mm. You're just asking him to shut up. Yeah. I wonder what it must have been like for those uh, those colleagues of his once he returned to work. It's a difficult conversation to have. Actually, speaking of, let me let me ask the hive mind. Yes. Um, so it turns out that I know someone who has been accused of quite a <clears throat> extreme act of sexual abuse, a, a violent sexual act. Um, and it's someone that I have known and been friends with, haven't been that good of friends with for a while. And I am at my. I don't know what I will say to this person when I see them next. Mm. How does this person is obviously never going to be a friend of mine again? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I won't see this person again in a social social situation. Yeah. And I don't know what the first words out of my mouth should be if I were to come face to face with this person. Oh God! Any yeah. tips? What about? Um... Oh, okay, so this isn't right, but it's on the way to something else. I'm really sorry you turned out to be this kind of person. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, My suggestion was going to be, do the evils. <laughs> that, that's all I, that's <laughs> Your evils are good. All I've come up with is just the narrowing of the eyes and then maybe a slow shake of the head and then walking away. Yeah. But as with anything to do with these kinds of issues, I prefer to... If not contribute to a solution, at mm. least base the thing yeah. head on. I'm not yeah. going to um, yell at this person in public or anything like that. Or, you know, I don't even necessarily want anyone around me who doesn't know what's happening to all of a sudden be aware because of me. Yeah. But um, I also have no desire for this person to to think that I'm okay with any of it or mm. yeah. I'm, I'm just going to pretend it's not even a thing. You well, know? And it sounds like you need to... You need to fill the, the, that horrible void between the two of you with something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, silence isn't enough. You need to make some kind of statement. So I know what you did and I'm angry and disappointed. Yeah, mm. that's pretty straightforward. And then walk away. And mm. then probably and then doing just the remove myself from yeah. that walk conversation. Walk backwards, doing the evil. And yeah. that, that can be in a really quiet voice that yeah, only absolutely. he gets to hear. Yep. And, mm. and, and then it makes you feel like you've um, made yourself clear. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Tricky, <laughs> tricky yeah, social that's situation. Really difficult. Yeah. It's really stressful. These are good tips. Thank you. Mm. Speaking of tips, I found something on Facebook today. Well, actually, no, it's on Reddit. I was telling you guys about this. Reddit have got a new thread going in their Ask Men section, which is always a good start. What men find least attractive in women, according to Reddit? (laughs) Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Tell us, army of virgins of Reddit. Okay, okay. There are so. uh, There have been more than two hundred comments. What is it that you don't like about your mum? Is basically what these are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can I? I want to guess what the number one. Because it's fashion I, choices, right? Yeah, oh, just gen- like just okay. general anything. I want to guess that mum jeans is at the top or near the top. It's actually not. Really? I reckon they don't like too Dude, much makeup. Do they high waisted jeans? Oh yeah. They, yeah. I don't know how Reddit works. <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I don't. I'm assuming the thing that's uh, the, top the top comment will be the okay. top rated. Oh yeah, comment. I've got it sorted by. Hold on, sorted by best. Don't go from worse. Oh, I think ladies time. wear too much makeup. They talk too much. They laugh too loud. Um, what else? 
No, or not knowing what they want for dinner. Yeah. Guys on Reddit complain about that a lot. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Um, the top one is actually excessive tanning. Okay. Which well, is I more... can't relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> Why people should not be brown. Good point. Probably. What? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's unhealthy. Tanning. Just once, just once you get out of the sun. Okay, well, they're concerned about your skin cancer. So, so far, potential. and then, okay. but then, mm-hmm. it always seems to come with a ridiculous personality to match. Oh, <laughs> and then you ruined it. You ruined it, astronaut, with a little man sign next to it. Um, the other ones, though, apart from being too tanned, <laughs> upper lip piercings are trashy, guys. Okay. Sorry if you're in the market. These are very... That's niche communities of women that we're talking yeah, about so far. I know. Tracksuits with the word juicy emblazed on the posterior. Oh my God, what year is it? I know. It's Reddit year. Was this listed in 2010? Oh, what? There's Come what? on. You need to get with the program, Reddit. All girls look good in a hoop earring. I'm yeah. sorry. That dude doesn't know what he's a talking about. A hoop earring can do amazing that things. It's because they're nervous that they've never touched a lady before and they think <laughs> if they try to touch her, their hand will get caught in her hoop earring. <laughs> And he'll rip her ears off and it won't go well. That's the problem with the hoop. Something called old lady perfume. Aww. Which I, I mean, it's probably just perfume. What has mum used? Just yeah. perfume, yeah. It's a red well, door. That's the only thing. woman they've ever met is yeah. their mum. Yeah. So they're like, oh my God. No, it'll be um, things like the Britney Spears and Taylor Swift perfumes because... They're like made by young people for young people, but they actually smell really disgusting like, and like, like powder old compact. expired perfumes. <laughs> I'm kind of on board with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Ballerina shoes. Oh, oh the ballet flat. flat puffs. Yeah. yeah. The, those, the Why are you mad? Ones, the, com- yeah. the comfortable ones. Why are you mad about that? The ones we like to wear because we can run in them. Yeah. In that. Long nails. Yeah. I don't know. Again, scared. Never been yeah, touched never before. Been touched oh my god, what's that gonna feel like? Yeah. Gonna she scr- might claw scratch me. And Mum will see when she's <laughs> coming into his room to pick up his laundry, and spraying the perfume yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and the last one, bold lip colours. Yes, see. I was going to say, after I see too what? much makeup, I was going to say, don't like the big red lips because it encourages the ladies to talk if they've outlined <laughs> their mouth. Then they feel like they can do chitty chat, chat, chat with it. Ladies I'm shouldn't really have mouths. I'm picturing this tanned woman with a bold lipstick and hoop earrings on. With juicy. With juicy couture trap pants on, and I want to be her friend so fucking yeah. bad. Yeah. I want to be her and be her friend. Yeah. You want to go to a tanning salon with her. Totally. Yeah. And get my long nails done. There's also things that did not escape. Duck faces. Ooh. Fat lips, which is kind of doesn't really? sound very good to me. Acting too ditzy. And then, which is interesting because we were talking about mothers a bit, mom jeans, yeah. high-waisted oh, trousers. Yeah, told you. They did not escape the target. One commenter said, they remind me of my mother and her mother before her. They also make the waist and hippie area look like a blob on anyone that isn't skinny. How dare you hide that waist and hip area? I want to see your curves. <laughs> I demand to see those cheeks. They remind- <laughs> Do not hide them under mom denim. Well, all these people sound like they're just describing, like, teenaged girls. Like, not actual women. I'm yeah. pretty sure women was in mm. the, included in the question, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was right. In, it was on the top of it. But I don't know. So, everyone, get your juicy track pants on. Get a bold lip. Grow your nails for yes. Yeah. Get that old lady yes. pierced. I'm going to get my top lip pierced just to... <laughs> Owie. Fuck you. But I, I... Yeah, I don't know. It's just more of the same, isn't it? It's, it's crazy that we can rattle off and predict yeah. all the, what these things are going to be. And a lot of them are things that are actually on trend and women like yeah. doing mm-hmm. and have never done mm-hmm. for men How before. How dare they? But Speaking of moms, did you guys see Fergie's new music video for the song Milf Money? Milf Money. No. I watched it last night. So her new hit single, which is actually quite a club banger, and I will definitely <laughs> dance drunkenly to it at some point. Um, is about getting that MILF money. And uh, according to Fergie, MILF stands for Mothers I'd Like to Follow. And so there's also an adjacent Instagram (laughs) account. Um, And the video stars many high-profile actress and model mothers, such as Kim Kardashian West and Amber Valance and Chrissy Teigen and um, Devin, what's-her-face, the model. Um, (laughs) 
And it's a very confusing time because, again, it's one of these sort of um, pop femme power mm. attempts. Um, and there is, a, there is a part of the video that I really like, which is Chrissy Teigen um, breastfeeding her actual little baby, who's really cute, um, and getting ogled <laughs> by a milkman. You, oh, the yeah. whole video is seen yeah, through the eye of a milkman cute. who is ogling all of these beautiful milfs. Um, yeah. And she gives him the best, like, fuck off, stop staring at me look I've ever seen. And that's the absolute <laughs> highlight of the video is, like, I'm breastfeeding, what? what? Uh, um, yeah. But then the rest of it um, is somewhat confusing in that if you're trying to sort of normalise things like breastfeeding um, and make it so that, it, you know, it's socially acceptable because it's not a sexualised mm. thing. Mm. And then you've got these these celebrity hotter than the rest of the universe women and like they're literally pouring milk all over their breasts yeah and it's a very confusing time because it's the kind of video that i would like to like it's kind of message i would like to like they're all so hot but they're they're (laughs) so hot and they're so privileged and they're so good looking and nobody looks like this after they've had a baby i think maybe Mm. one one person is wearing like a sort of a muumuu type dress um because mm. maybe she only gave birth recently. Ciara there with the legs up to the eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a super confusing time. Yeah. I I kind of get the message, and I wanna I wanna be empowered by this. Not that I'm a mother, but I wanna be empowered by it. But um, I also feel like this was created by people who don't really know what life is like in 2016 for women yeah. who have it all, mothers who have it all. Yeah. yeah. Like not, it's not like that. No. It doesn't involve mansions and things. No, and I'm not sure that a new mother is going to watch that and go, fuck, I feel great about myself. Yeah. It's like what you see in magazines when it's always like the super moms, the celebrity super moms are always the ones who only ate lettuce and whatever and went on the treadmill while they're giving birth. Yeah, and they've got a personal trainer and a nutritionist and a yeah. chef and, and a nanny, two nannies, one for the daytime, one for the yeah. nighttime. So, of course, they can not look like they're a 24-7 mother because they're not actually doing the same thing that, yeah. you know, my... 22 year old daughter did when her baby was born and doing it all on her own with a tin of baked beans and a lucky to get a nap yeah (laughs) and it probably juicy sweatpants and hoop earrings on (laughs) get that bold lip out of here i love it yeah yeah. it's it's really interesting it's something Mm. i feel like it's the whole kind of kim kardashian debate as well right is Mm-hmm. when you are using the kind of framework which seems like something enforced by the patriarchy that you've got to be yeah. super sexy and beautiful and hot, but then you use that as an empowerment, is that still going to empower people who don't look like you? Yeah. You know, like yeah. people who will be like, I'm never going to look like yeah. Fergie or have the I'm resources that you have. Or, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's about privilege and it's also about, I, mean, I remember Jeanette Winterson and Susie Orbach talking about it at the Writers' Festival about... Um, the way we present ourselves on social media to each other, that it's not oppressive if it looks like you are, if if it's your idea, is it your idea? Yeah. And so watching that little clip of that video, I'm not sure that it was any of the women in that video's idea. It's mm. like that's a construct that well, comes yeah. outside of. I suspect that the core idea comes from... Fergie and, and these women, but then what's been built around is probably been built by a team of um, male like writers and Designers. videographers, and so you end up with this young milkman who's ogling everyone, and it's sort of like you've taken this core ideology, mm-hmm. but then mm. you've still just stuck it right in the middle of the same old, same old pop package, mm. which actually doesn't have any women's best interests at yeah. heart. It's just a team of stylists and music video makers who are like, well, this is how this works. You've got to have a guy looking at the hot women because, yeah. you know, you can't just be looking hot for your own reasons yeah. for yeah. each other. Yeah, That's right. not how why this works. Yeah. yeah, why is he there? Like, why do you mm. need a barely pubescent man <laughs> to be ogling at these older women mm. for us to know that they're hot? Yeah. Either they're not even older, they're just mothers. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> he's entirely unnecessary. I feel like they probably could have stayed more on, on brand without the dudes in the video. Yeah. Interesting points. Yeah. What a complicated time, eh? Can, can I just check in? We're probably running out of time. But I, I cried when I watched the um, Dove shampoo ad. Did oh, you yeah? watch it? 
the, no, I didn't watch oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I should skip it. The um, sh- this is the pledge. This is part of the pledge. The to one not make where they set doors. At. Yeah, the pledge to stop doing. And they <laughs> yeah. set up two doors. One had a sign over it saying "beautiful." One had a door of a sign over the door saying "average." And they waited for women to choose a door. Mm. and then asked women why they chose the door that they chose. And I, that sounds so saccharine and schmaltzy and manipulative, And but I wept at the end of it. Aww. It was just, you know, women saying, I went through the average door because I thought that's uh, what I should do. But you know what? I've thought about it now, and I didn't feel great walking through the average door. And if I was walking through the door again, I'd go for the beautiful <laughs> door. And you go, yes, sister, yes. That's what it's about. Yeah, Dove I respect does a great that. line in, in those those tearjerkers though. Ah. They do. They yeah. had one where they had a portraitist who had to go behind the curtain. You had to describe what you looked like to the to the guy, and he drew you based on your description. And then he drew you again based on someone who loves you's description, like a partner or oh, a family really? member yeah. or something. And obviously oh they God. look kind of different, but but the one being described by the person that loves you was just a much more beautiful <sighs> yeah. picture. And yeah, it's yeah. sort of like how we see ourselves versus how those Other who love us see us. See us. And I'm crying. I cried at that I know, I love it. I'm crying at the mere suggestion of it. <laughs> But that came off this thing that I think whatever you Unilever maybe or one of those big corporations has made a pledge to not make bad shampoo ads anymore because they looked at all their shampoo in particular for some reason hair product ads and it was only about two percent of the women in them were um, represented as you know yeah having a, a, a brain, brain. <laughs> <laughs> and, they also, and we know that's not true and I don't I don't know that they necessarily cared about that but what they did care about was that they uh, in that survey also discovered that most women didn't identify with the woman in the TV commercial yeah. who just shakes their head and swings their hair. Yeah. They just go, no, that's not me. I don't want that shampoo. It won't work for me. So it's nice to think that Unilever have been responsible, but actually they've just figured out that their audience is not responding yeah. to the <laughs> they, advertising. They pretty much want to shift some shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice But that's job, okay. Guys. You know, we watch so much... Um, we, we, we watch so many commercials, so... They're really powerful, so mm. they should be responsible, and yeah. and they can reflect and lead. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I know. And it's cool the audience, you know, we like buy audience shit. power. Yeah, if you don't buy this bad thing, eventually, yeah. maybe something will happen. Yeah. See, we're back to Tony Beach. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to do a quick. Oh, we have a bit of a book club. Bit of a book club. Oh yeah. yeah. We just go around and say what we've been kind of enjoying in the worlds of book, film, television, just anything. Because I, I feel like I'm always keen for new things to read. Yeah. That are particularly exciting for. Well, then you have women. to read. <laughs> I read it while I was away. Jeanette Winterson's uh, "Why Be Happy When You Could Be Normal." So Jeanette ah, Winterson yeah. wrote "Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit," mm-hmm. and which was semi-autobiographical. Uh, so this is the actual memoir this is the actual story of her Mm. childhood uh, and growing up and uh, finding her birth mother and yeah and it's um, lyrical and amazing and uh, beautiful and um, you know it's one of those books where you have to stop and read a paragraph three times not because it doesn't make sense but because it's just so delicious you have to read it again and it also throws up some really interesting stuff about gender politics uh, and I can't explain that really without without, um, doing a spoiler but there's some interesting stuff about who her mother was expecting to adopt and who she ended up adopting and and how Jeanette identifies sexually. That's all I'll say. Mm. That so it's really called, great. it's a quote from her mother, why be happy when you could be normal. That's great. <laughs> Mum. Leonie? Um, I have just finished um, reading The First Bad Man by Miranda July. Oh, yeah. Who is an incredible filmmaker and avant-garde musician and thinker and writer. Um, and this, I've read um, collections of short stories of hers and I've read essays of hers. So this is the first novel of hers that I have read. Um, and these are characters unlike any I have ever read <laughs> The main character is just all kinds of bonkers and unhinged and um, has relationships with other people that you just don't even contemplate (laughs) 
having in a I can't even describe it. Um, but basically, it's a, about a woman who um, feels like she's lost her soulmate, who she met once very briefly in the body of a baby, and is still mm. waiting. And sometimes that soulmate comes up again in in other babies, and so she's constantly sort of talking to people's babies and trying to figure out, are you in? Are you in this baby? Are you in this baby? This is only one thread in what is an incredibly <laughs> tangled um, web of, of story arcs and um, and character traits, and it's it's a really great book. She's awesome. It's amazing. I really liked her um, interview with Rihanna. Like yeah, one of my favourite things. But was it New York Times? <laughs> New York so. Magazine. One of the fancy ones. Yeah, no, that was a fantastic interview. Also, very good reading that. Oh, was it? No, was that the one on Vanity Fair? Oh, it might have been. Maybe it was one of the fancy but ones. But it was really good. Yeah, it was one of the anyway, fancy ones. Yeah. Um, my book is by Tara Moss, and it's called <gasps> Speaking Out: A 21st Century Handbook for Women and Girls. And I read this probably over like a night. It was just one of those ones that you just plow through, and it was just. I feel like I'm always waiting for these kind of guidebooks just like this is what you this is how it is this yeah. is what you should do and this is one of those books and I read it and I was just like oh, I learned so much it's it, she just covers everything she's just amazing she covers she looks at why she wrote the book and looks at representation and the voices being heard and has done pulls on all these amazing studies looking at you know um, broadcasters in the United States and news stories and whose stories are we telling who's telling them and all this and it it basically came out the obvious story is that men are telling them and mm. women need to speak out more and do everything they can. So it starts off with that. And then she talks about how you can speak out and all these different kind of facets of life from daily to if you're like, I want to be an activist and yeah. So there's a quote amazing. from the book that I, cause I haven't read it yet, but I, I'm really excited about it. But apparently there's a, a quote that people keep throwing out. Thank you driver. Does that make sense to you? When you get off a bus, you shout, thank you, driver? Yeah. Does that, yeah. Yeah. Is that in the book? I don't uh, I don't know. No, okay, that's all right. Maybe. I, 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 um, there's one part in it that I responded to the most when she talks about when uh, men try to either undermine your arguments or undermine your voice in different ways that they do that. And she breaks it down into all these different points. And I read every single one and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. That's real. You know when you just finally mm. see someone put words to something you've always known to be yeah. true? Um, and one of them that really struck me was like the constant kind of backlash against feminism is if you can't, if you can't help everyone, you should help no one, which is something I've encountered a lot yeah. of times. Like if you can't do something that's going to fix everything all at once for all women everywhere in any yep. facets of life, why bother doing this tiny stupid little thing. Yeah. Like if there's a burning building with 12 people in it and you know, you can only rescue two, <laughs> you should leave them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that was the first time I've ever seen that, um, you know, articulated like that before. I've always felt it was this weird thing where I was like, man, this sucks that people think that. And then she said it and suddenly everything's just alleviated. I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything. Doing my bit. <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of feel the same way when someone on Facebook is like, um, Here's a give a little page for a really worthy cause if you you know if you can spare a dollar and um, more often than not people are too shamed out to spare a dollar because you go on the page and people are donating like fifty or whatever yeah and um, I genuinely do a dollar like yeah it's great like I'll do, or like two dollars or something it's like I mean this is the spirit of the thing and this is what you've asked for like yeah. But the spirit of the thing is do a little bit to help a lot. God, that's and a really important thing to remember about Give a Little. I've forgotten that. Yeah. Because I don't do stuff unless I can do a proper, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, a dollar. Yeah. So I've just got this thing in my mind that every single thing that comes up on any of my social media channels for a Give a Little thing, yeah. I will give at least $2. Because, that's so you know, great. And then it's just yeah. like... That's the spirit of the thing. And I feel like that applies to a lot of different things. And it sounds like it's very much in that spirit of your, of your yeah. handbook. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, it was like, we can't do everything. You know, no. you yeah. can't give exactly. $100,000 to one cause. You exactly. Can't, we can't all be bloody Lord, you know? <laughs> Although yeah. she's great and good on her for giving that money. That was lovely. That. that was that lovely. Sandwich. What did she do? I missed it. She donated $20,000 to a, chil- a Wellington, Wellington? I think so. New Plymouth. Something about lunch. A children's charity for feeding kids in the area and twenty thousand dollars was the target and she donated the full amount that's great yeah yeah it's amazing but it's all relative exactly (laughs) exactly yeah well that's 
It's a whole democratic hoo-ha, isn't it? That if we all do something, then heaps gets done. Yes. Yeah. That's, I, that's straight out of political science 101. <laughs> if we all do something, then heaps gets done. Right? I love that's, it. Yeah. It's a, and a, we're back to Tony Beach. Okay, let's do our Yas Queens of the Month. This, this is the woman that we want to amp up for June. I'll go first because... Uh, <laughs> Because she's just a woman that I met on Monday who I adored. I was doing a corporate gig. I didn't really know her. I've met her once before. We were chatting. It was early in the morning. I just put my lipstick on. She was saying, and so we're going to do morning tea at 10.30. You've got lipstick on your teeth. And then we'll come back from there at 11. <laughs> and, then we, and it was just the sweetest, loveliest thing. Because I just went, nice. got rid of it, and, and we're done. Move on. But yeah. she... You know, and if she hadn't mentioned it, I would have looked like a dick all morning. And she did it so beautifully. Yeah, the code. I love it. We That's all great. have to do that for That's each other. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted my my Yas Queen to be Yas Queens, and it's going out to um, the Black Sticks women's hockey team, who have um, announced that they're going into the real 2016 Olympics, and they're going to be doing all of their calls on the field in Te Reo Māori. Woo-hoo. And that's their point of dis- difference because there won't be an, a single other team in the Olympics that will understand what their team calls are. And I figured in the interests of, in celebration of Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori 2016, that they'd be my Yas Queens for, for this podcast. Yeah, that's great. Tiny golf clap. Don't want to blow the levels. Yeah. My Yas Queen, well... Kind of, it's kind of dumb. Maybe it's not. I went to see the um, the ATC production of That Bloody Woman, the rock musical of uh, the Kate Shepard story, oh, yeah. and it was just oh. fucking cool. Yay. So my Yas Queen is just that. that <laughs> whole Probably Esther Stevens, the woman who played Kate Shepard, but also oh. Kate Shepard herself. Yeah. Esther Stevens, really? She That's was amazing. Cool. It was just the most, it was honestly one of the best shows I've ever seen, and I feel like they will bring it back, so it's not limiting to talk about it like this, but... It was just one of those moments. It was like when I saw the movie Suffragette and I was just like, how do I not know the story mm. inside and out? How do I not know every little beat of this? Like the things that that kind of movement went through and the uh, the um, iterations of that petition, like it took years yeah. and they would cycle around, take pencils to people to sign it because people didn't have pencils and just, it was just amazing. And I just think if that ever comes back, you should go see it and just yeah. a big yes cool. to everyone involved in that show. That's great. Because it was great. All right. What a what an episode, guys. <sighs> Thank you very much for listening. Um, we'll be back next time, hopefully closer to uh, the end of the month than the start of the next one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, remember, like us on iTunes, like us on Facebook. Just just like us, please. Like um, us. Validate us. <laughs> Needy. We've got so many bold lips. No one else likes us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Louie, for recording this. Thanks for the spin-off. Thanks, Louie. Thanks to everybody. Thank you. Bye. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ahe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.